family. David Jones joined here by the founder, Jason Mizrahi. Say what's up, man. What up, brother? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Watching this little five-game slate come to a close. We're recording this on Thursday night for the Friday, February 7th NBA DFS slate. A lot of trades just went down. We're going to talk about how that impacts these teams, if these players are even going to play. Uh, you saw, like, with tonight, people thought Robert Covington might start, but he's just coming off the bench. So you have to see what the coaches want to do with these new guys. And uh, it seems like a good night to pay up for studs and pay down for value because then people might be getting some spot starts. But uh, we've got a pretty decent-sized slate here. It looks like eight games on Friday. We're just going to go game by game, starting with Memphis in Philadelphia, who's wrapping up a game uh, right now, actually. They just uh, – who, who's Philly playing right now, Jay? Uh, it's a- Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee's beating them by 10. I think the game just ended, so there you go. it's over now, man. Yeah, so they'll be coming off the back-to-back. They shouldn't really have trouble with Memphis, but uh, if it's close, they'll let these guys keep playing. But uh, you always want to be a little weary of guys coming off the back-to-back, so we'll see what kind of minutes they got here. But just at first glance, uh, do you think Memphis has a shot against Philly, and uh, you got any core plays from this game? I don't think they have a shot to win the game. Um, I really don't want to play anybody from the Memphis side. Nobody really looks too interesting to me. Um, and then we got question marks on the Philly side. You know, they had the trade go down. You got Alec Burks, who is now on Philly. Kind of got to see what his role is going to be. Philly is pretty stacked now. You know, they were stacked to begin with. And Burks is probably going to be like the sixth man coming off the bench here. Um, Glenn Robinson's on the team as well. I'm not sure if they play. Yeah. Um, what's your take on that? Do you think they're they're going to play or they're not going to play? It's been a day and a half now. I'm yeah. assuming they'll be there in Philly. Um, I, I just saw that Capella's not going to play for the Hawks tomorrow. So it's just making me kind of – we just have to be cautious. Like, we don't know. So they could be playing tomorrow. They could not be. You just have to keep an eye on it. So I, I we don't have the news yet. Yeah, so – you know, Memphis plays at a high pace, 76ers. There's some plays here. I think Embiid, um, he's been struggling as of late, but he's his price has come down a lot. There's just too much action on Philly. There's too many good players on the team to really, you know, want to go out of my way to target somebody. I don't really want to play Tobias. Um, the only guy I would be interested in playing is Embiid. You know, that's the only one that really makes any sense to me. Other than that, you know, I don't see a reason to grab any of these guys. Who are they? Who do you think they're going to roll out at shooting guard? Is it? You know, I'm seeing some projections. Maybe this dude Shake Milton does he does he make any sense to you, or do you think Burks ends up sliding into the starting lineup, or who's uh, well, going to play? Go ahead, finish your thought. Who's going to play shooting guard? Like that's that's my question, dude. Do you know yet? Uh, we we just don't know yet. So, I mean, I guess it could be Burks if he gets there and he's active. I I, I feel like there's a better chance they're not going to play tomorrow, the new guys. But we just have to see. But if he doesn't, then Shake's been getting almost 30 minutes a game. And at 4,000, I mean, he can pay that off, certainly against Memphis. And even if he doesn't start, I mean, so I'm looking at the starters' minutes for tonight. Horford, 33. Harris, 38. Simmons, 42. Embiid, 33. I mean, they're still going to not want to run those stars if it's a game they should win easily. So, Shake Milton's a guy, but, I mean, it's an eight-game slate. I'm probably not going to end up there. I'll say even, too, it does seem like a slate like or a, a game one of these starters could sit. Embiid sits these back-to-back sometimes, so we have to keep an eye on that, too. 
Um, so, but overall, I'm not too interested. These Philly guys I like are priced up just about to where I want to quit playing them, um, unless Embiid's out. But if you don't have these guys on Memphis starting, like if Justice Winslow is in there, he's hurt anyways. I don't think he'd play. Um, and if Burks isn't playing, or um, who else did Memphis just get? Memphis just got someone else too. Or they traded away Crowder. So with that hole open, I mean, you might have to look at some of these cheaper guys like Kyle Anderson again, or uh, even like a Brandon Clark. But it's all just going to depend on who starts and sits. Uh, that's going to be something you probably want to follow up with us on Discord channel because we just don't have the answers for who's starting. It's just one of those weird days after a trade deadline. But overall, it's not a game that I'm heavily targeting. The next game over in Washington with the Mavs visiting is going to be a game I'm going to target. Jay, who do you like from this game? Yeah, so this makes a little bit more sense. So you got to look at these point guards. Um, Ish Smith, you know, he makes sense at 4900 Maybe some Jalen Brunson. They've been playing games with this whole kind of, you know, point guard situation in Dallas. So we, you know, luckily this is an early game. So we get some confirmed starters here between Brunson and Curry. Um, they make sense. You got DeLon Wright making some sense. He's cheap, 4700 If you got the guts to play Tim Hardaway or Troy Brown, they're both cheap as well. This should be a good game to target. Porzingis is probably the safest play, but he's priced up at 8700 His price has been, you know, rising um, these past couple of days because he's been putting up some monster games. But it's a great matchup for him. His usage is through the roof as of late. So if he gets full run in what should be an up-paced matchup for him, Porzingis makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Bertans and Hachimura, who might be you know, in play here. There's a lot of different guys. Mahimi um, in play as well. Um, how are you looking at it? Yeah, the only only big guy I'm really looking at is Porzingis. I mean, he's 9,600 on FanDuel now, but he should get you 50. And I mean... If you have a guy in the spot that's going to guarantee get you 50 under 10,000, I mean, I know it's not 6x, but it's going to be hard to overcome that unless you find someone cheaper at power forward that can put up those kind of numbers. I like Porzingis the best. I'm not going to play Bertans or uh, Ryu or Mahimi or, or Wagner or any of these guys. They just kind of split up the minutes, and people haven't been doing so well against Porzingis since he's back. So I'm probably off those guys. Um, and Dallas, they're kind of hard to predict too, right? Except that they have a point guard situation with Curry, who's dealing with a knee, Beret, who's dealing with an ankle. But if those two come back, then it kind of bumps Brunson back down. If he's by himself, you can consider him. But we've seen it the past four games. He's kind of hit or miss. We can probably do better. Um, so overall, it's just going to be a lot of Porzingis. And then on the other side, you have Bradley Beal. He's over 10000 now, but again, he's doing it every night, too. And with Dallas being hurt at their guard position, he's, you know, yeah, I'm pretty much just looking at the studs here and don't want to get too off the radar because I can't predict the minutes in this game. So, did anyone think about uh, what do you think about Ish Smith, Mahimi? And you said you don't like Rui, but he's cheap, man, at 4K. Should be yeah. a good matchup for him. I think, I think you got to think about him. And Ish Smith, you know, I don't see a way with, you know, the way things are rolling out with this new lineup here, how he doesn't hit value if he gets the start, which he should get the start here. Oh, yeah. I don't see a way he doesn't get you 30, you know, 30 points here with no Isaiah Thomas. Well, yeah, he's the only point guard left on the team, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could move over one of these other guys. Like, I don't know if Peyton can 
play point guard or not. He's at the shooting guard position. But, yeah, good good point to double down on Smith. I mean, Isaiah Thomas got traded, so he's going to be the only guy in town. So I would like him over Brunson, just especially if, like, Curry or Berea is back. So good point on him. Yeah, with Ish Smith, he's been putting up, like, a point per minute. So if he gets that bump of an extra 5, 10 minutes here and he goes over 30 minutes, 32, 35 minutes here in a close game, mm-hmm. he should be able to put up 35 points. So I think that gets you – Six, maybe seven X, um, somewhere in that range. At forty nine hundred, I think he's a pretty safe play. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. Good, good call on him. Uh, we saw, we've been seeing these mid level uh, point guards going off in the right matchup, and this would be a usage uptick and a good matchup against Brunson if he starts. So, good call on him. Um, you ready to move over to Atlanta, Boston? Yeah, man. This is your team. So, are you happy about these trades? You think it's weird trades, man? I, I never really seen a, a year where like teams that are out of it are trading with other teams that are out of it mm-hmm. and no teams that are really in it made any big moves so far you know like you know D'Angelo for Wiggins doesn't even make sense Capella I don't know why Houston traded him you know it doesn't really make sense for me either but like no real competitive teams made any like blockbuster trades in my eyes you know drumming going to Cleveland it's like why I know why they're doing it. They're freeing up cash for next year, which should be a big year for free agency. But no, like real, you know, market movers. I guess the Heat getting Iguodala or you know some of these moves that happen. You know, some of them make sense. No, Iguodala went to Memphis, right? Uh, he went through Memphis and ended up in Miami. Oh, he did go to Miami. That's what I meant. Yeah. So you know, I guess there's some teams that made some good moves for themselves, but. No real, like, headliners going to new teams that are in playoff contention. So what do you feel about Compel? I think he stays there and he builds with Trey? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, Trey's – I was telling you earlier this week, Trey's awesome. Like, he's he's one of the best point guards, in my opinion, in the league. Look, it's his second year. I'm not going to rank him, like, above, you know, Lillard right now or something like that. But he, he's going to be up there in a year or two. I mean, he already is. All-star starter. I love Trey Young. Um, and adding Capella with him is a great move. Collins, we all know, is doing great at power forward. So I like what my Hawks are doing. Um, but this is going to be – it's usually a high-scoring game when the Hawks are playing anybody. But Boston has a question mark on essentially every single one of their starters this game, which is becoming a, a thing with them recently. We don't know if Kimba's going to play. We don't know if Smart's going to play. We don't know if Brown or Hayward's going to play. They, they're all game-time decisions, but we know Jason Tatum's going to play. So what this boils down to for me is I don't think all the starters are going to play because they're playing the Hawks. They don't really have to run them all out because they're thinking that they're going to win. So you're going to want to focus in on the guys that do start. But if for some reason all of the starters are back in, I'm not sure I'm going to look at any of them because they should win pretty easily. Um, it. Uh, that's kind of an easy answer take, but again, it's Thursday night. We have to wait till Friday to get the news on these guys. But um, if, you know, Tatum, you go ahead and roll him out because it's a great matchup against the Hawks and we know he's playing. But what what's your thought process on this uh, Celtic side? Yeah, I think um, Canner's the, the obvious play here. If you need value at center, he got the start last game. It's a nice matchup versus Atlanta. Um, you know, it's a good Good place to attack um, the Atlanta front court. So, mm-hmm. Kenner, 4,200 fan duel. He should be a lock for 25 points. He gets a block or two. He pushes up, up to 30. 
So if you're looking for value right now, I like the spot for Canner. You know, you pair him with Ish Smith, two guys at 4,000 that are going to be starters. And I like to get my value guys from a strategy standpoint. I like to get them at the point guard position and the center position because I don't have to worry about them sitting in the corner, you know, uh, hoping to hit a three or something like that. Centers mm-hmm. and point guards who go for value typically hit value because centers grab rebounds and they'll get the value that way. And point guards get assists to have the ball in their hands and they get the value that way. So I like Canner here at 4,200. Outside of Canner, you kind of said it right. It's too tough to tell now. You know, Jalen Brown and Kemba have great matchups and so do Tatum. So, like, if any one of these guys are out, you're going to want to stack Boston. So check out the reports tomorrow morning. We'll be upgrading, updating our projection models every half an hour from basically like 10 o'clock to 7 o'clock at night. Our models are updating. Um, our cheat sheets update along with our projection models. And in Discord, we're updating everybody. So if any of Brown, Walker, Marcus Smart are out, I'm going to want a lot of these Boston players. Gordon Hayward is Q. So we can almost guarantee with – Four people being Q here, yeah. uh, questionable. One of these guys is going to be out. Just play two or three of the other ones. You know, I feel safe playing any of Brown, Walker, Hayward, Smart, or Canner, or Tatum if one or two of these guys are out. If more than one of these guys are out, I'm playing three Boston players pretty much. Give me any three of the starters, and I'll lock them in, no problem. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that too. And I'll tell you what, Atlanta's down to only two big men that are going to be in this game tomorrow. I mean, Scalabissier is not going to be there. Um, Bruno Fernando, did he? He's doubtful Friday. Yeah, and then they just traded away Alex Len. So Dwayne du- Dedman is on his way back to Atlanta, and so he's not playing. And Capella's not playing. So it's literally Damian Jones. And John Collins. John Collins is going to get 40 minutes probably, whether it's a blowout or not, because they don't have any other bodies. And Damian Jones is going to get a line, uh, a lot of uh, time, too. So that makes me think uh, Cantor, like you were saying earlier, is going to have an easier matchup with Jones. But, um, yeah, man, that one's – we're going to have to wait on the news there. But um, Trey – He's got a, he's game time with an ankle. I think he does play, um, and it's it's going to be a lot of him and Collins. So we'll just have to wait and see how that one pans out. If we can pay up for Trey, then we will. But I don't think it's a great matchup for him against Boston, who is going to put the entire defense on Trey Young and say beat me with someone else. So Celtics guys, and maybe some John Collins for me. Next game is the Detroit Pistons, the first post Andre Drummond game against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City should thump Detroit here, I would think. And they have priced Christian Wood up another $4,000-ish from where he was last game because of the trade. I am surprised that FanDuel reacted that soon. Um, Wait, wait, what are you saying? Christian Wood, he was like $4,500 last game. And then Andre Drummond got traded, so now he's $7,300. On FanDuel? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, Yeah, I saw... Let me see here. I was looking at him earlier. Wow, they bumped him to 73. That's yep. just outlandish. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to play him with a $3,000 price increase. I mean, am I crazy? Not at 73. You can't play him at 73. It's impossible. Yeah, you can Hopefully on DraftKings. See, what I'm looking at now, too, as far as um, FanDuel goes, like I want to play every center, man. There's, there's a lot of great centers to play. So this might be a... a 
a day, I might just force more of my action over to DraftKings simply for the fact that I can lock in, you know, all these centers that I really like playing. But that's crazy that they bumped them so high, 7,300. Um, but you know who is cheap on the back side of things? Exactly. Steven Adams. Have you ever seen Steven Adams at 4,800? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, he's been down there just cause his minutes have been down, but he got 29 last game. So it looks like he's on his way back up and you know, Christian Wood is good, but Adams is kind of tough, man. He's not somebody that, you know, takes it easy against opposing centers. Um, even with Adams getting 25, you know, maybe pushes for 30 points here, you know, he can be in a smash spot here, 4,800 supreme value. Uh, just going to be tough with all the centers that I like if I want to play him. And you got New Orleans Noel there, too, at 4600 He's super cheap. Mm-hmm. So there's some value here from the big men. And don't forget about John Henson, man. He's now on Detroit. If he plays, you know, there's a chance he might even start. Um, he's another value play um, at a very cheap price for the Pistons. Yeah, uh I wonder if he does get there in time. It's just another thing we're going to have to watch, you know. You've got a – I don't like a lot on the Detroit side. I think Oklahoma wins this pretty easily at home. I mean, Derrick Rose is still out. Him, What's that? They should spank him here. You know, OKC is a way better team. Detroit's given up. They're going to play some rookies. Um, yeah, it should be a blowout here. I think uh, Gallinari's too cheap. He's only fifty seven hundred. I mean, that's a great price for Gallinari against Detroit. He he. I just think he feels about the fact that they were trying to trade him like all day today and yesterday, and they didn't end up trading him, and now he's got to go play a game for him. I well, I mean, you could you know sell that either way. Is that good for him? Is it bad for him? I don't think it's bad for him. I mean, it's not like he's you know sitting at home frazzled and can't go play basketball the next day. I think he. He comes out and does what he usually does, and at 5700 that's paying off. I mean, I don't know. I like him. He's cheaper because Dennis Schroeder's price has been going up because of what he's been doing. He's almost 7000 which is a little too much for him. Uh, SGA is 8000 now. Paul George, 71 He's pretty decent, actually, but I don't think they're going to need him to play 30 minutes. So plays for me for this game would be Gallinari, and um, I like the Nerlens Noel call. And I agree Steven Adams is also too cheap uh, for hit what appears to be his minutes going back up. So those would be my guys from this game. I don't think I'm on anyone else here. Anyone else I'm overlooking? Bruce Brown? Nah, I'm worried about a blowout here. And I really yeah. am worried about a blowout here. I don't try to predict blowouts, but Thon Maker, Tony Snell, Bruce Brown yeah. in a starting lineup, you know, they're not going to be able to put up points here. It's going to be a blowout. You know, Christian Wood is too expensive here. And this worries me to play a guy like even Adams. You know, if they're up 15, 20 and a half, they're going to let the younger kids play. Um, Like you said, Gallinari is cheap. Adams is cheap. But I might just avoid it, you know, in general. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge has 27 with five minutes left in the half tonight. Nothing against one of the guys in chat, in, in our private Discord chat. But, like, today I was, like, super swamped. And I, I chimed in for a second. I'm like, he, someone was talking about something. I'm like, you know, the guys I'm high on is, is Aldridge. And I forgot the other the other player I mentioned. But Aldridge was one of them. And he's like, Aldridge, why? I'm like, uh, super cheap. Going against, going against Portland, who can't cover, you know, big men. 
and he's got the narrative that he's going back to Portland. Like that's Maybe. like the holy trinity there. He's too cheap, great player. Why not play him? And he's smashing, of course. He so hopefully smashed. he continues. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. Everyone's scared because he's had some duds, but that's just not how you do NBA. I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to have duds, then you're going to have games with great matchups that you can't ignore. So, Marcus Aldridge, what's the play? I almost lock buttoned him, but I only had him in like 80% because I love him so much. But, Nick. How many lineups did you play today? What's that? How many? A bunch of lineups there, what? 65 little like $7 lineups. Any any of them close? Any of them uh, looking good right now? I didn't have. I had like twenty five percent Elf Payton, which is what you wanted, and I had a little. I, I had a little too much uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks guards. I don't think I'm taking it down, but I mean, I should profit here. I've got my trains running up there, but looking at first out of these sixty five hundred or sixty five thousand people, I don't think I'm going to do that tonight. But I'll take a full take a little profit. Did you play tonight? I played. I got stuck in some meetings, and then I was trying to do some internet things. And uh, writing articles. So, yeah, I just threw in a lineup that, to be honest with you, I didn't mess with since, like, 4 o'clock. And it's looking like it's going to cash. I got um, MCW, um, Hutchinson, Aldridge. I actually paired Braun with Anthony Davis. So, um, it's looking okay right now. I just think that game's going to play well. And then I had Bledsoe and Levine, which did all right, but nothing crazy. So... Looking like I'm going to cash, but I got some work to do. I'm projected on FanDuel to score 330 points. So if that's enough to cash, I guess I'll cash a couple dollars, but nothing crazy. That should do it. But let's get back to uh, the next four games and quit uh, having our little phone call conversation in the middle, what sounds like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's interesting for you guys. Probably not. So anyways, Toronto on to Indiana. We still got uh, TJ Warren, a game-time decision. He sent out the past couple um, he's considered questionable for Friday, so we just look at that. Obviously, it just helps uh, Indiana if he's back. Kind of hurts Sabonis slightly. It's kind of it's hard to hurt Sabonis, though. And then you've got Victor Aladipo, who's back starting, who's a phenomenal player, but his minutes aren't over 25 yet. So I don't think I'm going to go back to him. But with him back, it kind of hurts Brogdon. But Brogdon's got a good matchup against Lowry because Lowry's defense is bad. And Brogdon's the one getting over 30 minutes and about 30 points the past four games. So I actually think he's somewhat decent here. Um, I don't want to play Kyle Lowry after the 60-point outburst uh, against Indiana. They just played these guys. And when someone puts up 60 points on you, and you play him the very next game, like your focus is, okay, don't let that guy put up 60 on us again. Someone else is going to have to beat us. So I'm not going to chase Lowry points there. Um, it might be a, a Van Fleet week or day. If uh, it's not going to be Lowry, one of the guards usually goes off. So I kind of like Fred Van Fleet there at 6,700. And then over here at uh, Power Forward, not going back to Serge Ibaka with the game winner. Sabonis is down cheap enough at 81. So even though Warren's back, I'm still going to consider uh, Sabonis because, you know, he can easily put up a 45 spot on him. Who's your uh, top guys from this game? Um, I don't really like targeting Toronto defense or Indiana defense. I think they're both, you know, tough defenses. Don't really target them too much. It should be a close game, so you don't have to worry about blowout here. If you force my hand with somebody, I think Ibaka has a decent matchup at the power forward spot. You know, he's at 6,200. 
some potential there. Oladipo, you know, if you're stuck at shooting guard, you need somebody just to get you there, get you 25-30, and it's the last guy in. I don't mind the price tag there, but overall, I feel like, you know, yeah, there's some players that can go off here. Ibaka got 42 last time out against them. The time before that, he got 36 against them. So, you know, I think he's the safer play. Even if we go back last year, he dropped 49 against them one time. So I think Ibaka would be the safest of the bunch at 6,200. All the other guys are kind of priced above where I want to get them at. Um, I don't mind the Sabonis play at all, um, but I'll probably play it safer with Ibaka. No love for Lowry, really. Van Vliet makes some sense, but Oladipo will cover him a little bit, so he plays a little bit tough defense, steals. Not a great matchup. There's not really a great matchup for anybody on this board because a lot of these guys play good defense. The only one that has a decent matchup is Ibaka that I really like, and the rest of it's kind of a fade for me unless some injuries happen from now until you know tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I do think it, it – I mean, I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game last time, right? But it turned out it wasn't. It was a high-scoring game. But I think you regress to the mean here, and it's not going to be as high-scoring as the last one was. Um, and that's one where Justin Holiday put up a 45, and he's not going to do that again. I'm not going to chase that. So um, I, I'm with you. I think it's low-scoring, but I already touched on my plays, and that's about it from this game. Uh, the next game's more interesting – You've got Houston at Phoenix. Houston's playing right now, uh, so they'll be traveling to Phoenix overnight to go take on Devin Booker and the Suns. Devin Booker's a guy my eye goes to immediately because he's going to go against James Harden defense, and he's only $8,200. He's been carrying this team lately. He's getting, you know, I'd say he gets, if it's anywhere close, 35 to 40 minutes in this game, and I look at that a lot. And then anyone going up against James Harden automatically gets a boost just because he doesn't play defense. Uh, You can also look over at Kelly Oubre, who is uh, a little cheaper than he should be. I mean, he's hit or miss, too, but at 6,800, I mean, he really doesn't need to. I mean, if he gets 40, you are solid. And against Houston, you can definitely do that, who just traded away Clint Capella. And are any of their new guys going to be playing? We've got Covington, yeah. So he's there tonight, but he's coming off the bench. I could see a scenario where if he doesn't get run tonight, he starts tomorrow. But uh, we're if you know if they say he's starting, Dan Antoni runs his guys a lot of minutes, so we could consider Covington. But right now, it's too risky. Um, PJ Tucker is going to be at center. No thanks. DeAndre Ayton, that's the play. Okay, so this guy goes off every single game, and no one ever rosters him. He's eighty-eight hundred. Here are his past, oh, six games, 56, 55, 43, 31, 51, 52, and he's going up against the Houston team with no center. Sign me up. That's my favorite center. Who you got, Jay? First off, I think, you know, we skipped over the best part about this. The, yeah, the guards? <laughs> no, 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 that P.J. Tucker is now the center of the Houston Rockets. Like, this dude... How is he the center? And how did FanDuel, like, already slide him over to center? Like, this guy, at best, is a small forward, and now he's the center of a team that's trying to make a a playoff run, a deep playoff run with Westbrook and Harden. I just think it's comical how they traded away Capella. I I just don't get it. I don't don't know how they can even classify P.J. Tucker as a center. Like, it's funny. Like, is he really going to take off, take the tip? Like, is is that what he's going to (laughs) do? Like he's nothing against PJ Tucker. He's a tough dude, but like he's small, man. Like, how is he gonna cover anybody? Like, 
if they have to go against the Lakers, right? Because the Lakers are going to be playing, you know, somebody in the playoffs. How are they going to cover Anthony Davis, who's playing power forward? How are they going to cover Howard or McGee? I, I just don't know what what they were thinking at all. Like, I don't get it. Um, maybe they thought they're going to go get, like, Drummond or somebody else. Or, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But I think it's almost comical that <laughs> P.J. Tucker is at the center position. Back to the game. Um, Devin Booker and Rubio, man. Rubio at 5,300. Like, they've been just, like, tempting people to play Rubio all year. And sometimes it's worked. And sometimes it's failed miserably because he's been like, it's 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 kind of weird that a guy can score 65 points, you know, two weeks ago and then go down to like 13 two games later and he's still getting the minutes. So like he's sometimes he's doing something with the minutes, you know, grabbing 38, 35, high 20s. And then he puts up these duds like he scored. 15 points in 35 minutes against San Antonio. Like, how's that even happen? You know, it just it's, he's a weird, risky play, and he shouldn't be risky, man. He should be, like, an easy play. He's a starting point guard, good handle, gets steals. I think at 5,300, you got to take the gamble. you got to take the risk and take him. He's too cheap. You know, it's just – I don't see a way he can't hit value at 5,300. He's done it recently. He's found a way not to do it, but – I think the over-under in this game is going to be pretty high, one of the highest on the boards. The lines aren't out yet, you know, while we're doing this uh, podcast. But I think Rubio is almost a lock button. You know, it's an easy matchup for him, high-paced game. You pair him with Booker. The only question is, do you want Harden back? And I think you probably do because I'm still seeing Westbrook out here. So um, if Westbrook is out, you lock up Harden, you play Booker, you play Rubio, and then if you want to go a little bit um, deeper in, you can play Aiden, but I think I want to take a discount at center after all the other centers I mentioned. And then I think you go back to the Eric Gordon um, combination here. You know, at 4700 he's a su- supreme value on FanDuel. And then outside of that, you probably have to dig for another one. Austin Rivers at 4000 if you need value, he's fine for me. Yeah. If Covington makes it there in time, at 6K, not a bad value, but I would put Gordon and Austin Rivers and Harden above them. So I don't mind a full game stack here with Harden and Gordon and running it back with Booker and Rubio and maybe even like an Ubre or maybe an Austin Rivers as well. Yeah, you don't want P.J. Tucker at center too? You just stack that whole game? PJ, I, I, I can't kidding. even say that, man. PJ Tucker is at center. That's crazy, man. Really uh, crazy. If, if Westbrook is out, then you're locking in James Harden on all your lineups, which very easily could happen in a back-to-back situation. So if that if that happens, you're just locking in Harden. That's that's my advice on that. Um, but yeah, I already gave you my plays from there. I think like the plays like you've got people want to play house. People are looking at like. A, Gordon, I want to see what his role is tonight. If he if Westbrook's out, then Gordon's a great play. But if you've got, you know, if Westbrook's in and you've got Harden in and say you've got Covington starting tomorrow, I mean, yeah, Gordon's still going to be starting. So at 4,700, it's still Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Who, who's taller, P.J. Tucker or Devin Booker? Oh, man. Just because you're asking me that, I'm going to say Devin Booker. No, they're both six five, so it was a trick question. But the shooting guard 
is the same size as your center going into tomorrow's game. So like Aiden's gonna eat. He's just. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, man. And he, he's still probably look. They have nobody to cover him. Like, yeah, I, is there? Be. It's probably gonna be a new thing. Just play the center against, you know, Houston every single game because PJ Tucker. He's gonna foul out of every game too because he's not gonna back down against Aiden. He's just gonna try to body him and like push him out of the paint violently. Aiden just put up fifty six on Andre Drummond, fifty five on Jarrett Allen, forty three on Brooke Lopez. Uh, play eight tomorrow. That's that's my recommendation. But we've got two more games. Let's move it along. We've got Miami, who was busy during the trade deadline, playing Sacramento, who didn't make too many moves, uh, if any. Did they? I don't think Sacramento Sacramento made any big ones. But um, yeah. So what are you thinking of this game? Any? Uh, is there any standout plays you like? I know Jimmy Butler's game time decision with a, a shoulder injury. He exited last game. It looks like he's more on the doubtful side, so that's going to open it up some. Um, who who do you like here? Give me a few plays. I know Avi uh, thinks Derek Jones is a better player than LeBron James, so that's why he won twenty thousand dollars last night. Yeah, Just kidding. Just brought that up. Uh, <laughs> but Kendrick Nunn. You know, $4,600 going against, you know, uh, a pretty poor defender. And De'Aaron Fox makes some sense to me. Don't really like anybody from the Sacramento side. You know, Miami plays good defense. Bam at 8000 He should be, you know, an easy way to hit value. But I like none for, for you know, supreme value at $4,600 on FanDuel. I'm assuming Butler is out. If Butler is out... You got to look at one of these Miami guys to play. It's either going to be none, maybe some Goran Dragic, but I'd rather just take the starter and none. And Derek Jones had a monster game against the Clippers. He could be he could be the play again. Um, Duncan Robinson, you're 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 seeing Butler out, right? Uh, I'm seeing him doubtful. Yeah. Yeah, and then they really don't have. Anybody else? Because I don't think Crowder, Iguodala, or Solomon Hill will be there. And Hero's not there. Butler's out. So I think these guards are going to get a lot of run here. So I think you got to really, you know, seriously think about playing one to three guys from Miami in their front court. So, you know, maybe none and Derek Jones, none and Duncan Robinson. Or maybe none in running back with Dragic, but I don't want to play both point guards. So it's probably none in Derek Jones probably make the most sense, and maybe some Duncan Robinson. And then if you ha- if you have you know a spot with money at power forward, I like Bam too. I think Bam's pretty safe. He gets yeah. a lot of usage. Jimmy Butler out. Yeah, none easy play. Way too cheap against uh, DeAndre Fox defense. Lock that up. Uh, shooting, uh, shooting forward. I don't know. I always do that. Shooting uh, I'm just, that's what I call it now. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is still the play. Uh, he was the play last week because, uh, or last night because Winslow got traded and Myers Leonard is also out. So that just opens up a ton of usage for him, a ton of opportunity against Sacramento. It's going to be another good spot for him. His price went up some, but I still think he hits that 5,200. I agree with you also on Bam. He should get a lot of run here as well. He, I mean, he's getting close to 40 minutes the past three games, and the situation has only gotten worse. So at 8,000, those are your three Heat guys that I like the most. Not feeling really any of these Sacramento guys. 
I don't even know who they're going to – Rashawn Holmes better be back so they have a center that's eligible because Alex Lynn's on his way there, but he's not there yet. So it's just going to be Bielitsa, maybe Holmes, and Giles. So Bam is going to uh, – Bam should eat tomorrow. He's one of my top power forwards. So there you go. I don't have anyone else. Uh, did, did you like – let me ask, do you like Heald at all or do you like De'Aaron Fox going against non-defense? Um, Fox is too expensive, and if he forced me, I'd play Buddy, but I'm not a big fan of playing bench guys. I really, you know, I really don't want to play Buddy. He, he goes off like one out of every six, seven games. He has like a monster game, so this could be the one, but Miami plays good defense, so the upside is always there with him. You know, if he gets to start somehow and he goes back in the starting lineup, yes, but off the bench against a tough defender. I'm just going to fade Sacramento for the most part. All right. Well, last game of the slate, Portland at Utah. Portland's playing right now, too. Going up against Utah, the first thing that comes to mind for me is target the Portland bigs, and that is going to be Rudy Gobert against Hassan Whiteside. Uh, last time they played was only a couple days ago. Uh, Gobert put up 33. I would have expected more, but he's going to be in another good spot, and uh, I think he's going to beat that 33 at 7,900. So I'm looking at him. I still have the other guys I talked about earlier. Uh, I like Aiton. I would greatly prefer over Gobert, but there you go. He's in the conversation um, over at point guard. Let's see what Damian Lillard does tonight. He is still super hot. Um, so if he looks like he's back on track, uh, I would look at Damian again at 9,400. Mike Connolly has been the sneaky point guard the past two games. He's been far exceeding value, but his price is starting to catch up. Mike Conley, overall, a great vet point guard in the league. He started off slow, but the past two games he's gotten to, uh, oh, it looks like about 70 points combined against Portland and against Denver. So. If you think he's going to keep it up and keep exceeding 52, you can give it a shot. But he was a lot better play when he was 35. And uh, other than that, I mean, Carmelo is going to be coming off a of back-to-back. I'm not too interested. Trevor Ariza going up against Ingles looks pretty good at 4,200. I don't see what kind of minutes he gets tonight. Um, but if he's going to look like he gets anywhere around 30 minutes, then that's a good play, too. Um, but, you know, Utah defense is good. Not as good as they were last year, but it's not the easiest team to score on. And Portland can kind of come in flat at times, especially when they leave home and travel to Utah. I think Utah can get them here, but I expect it to be close. Um, overall, not a game I love, but, you know, those are my plays there. Lillard, of course, and uh, maybe Gobert, but Aiton's way better. Do you have anyone that you really like from this game at all? Yeah, I'm going to fade Lillard. I faded him um, yesterday. I'm going to do the same thing on Friday. Mike Conley plays pretty good defense. Utah, in general, plays good defense. So I think Conley is another value spot that you can get to. I don't know if you need to go there, but um, Lillard plays pretty bad defense. So Conley should be in a good spot here. Looks like Utah is going to be favored, and they're going to see an uptick in pace. So I think Gobert would be the pay-up spot um, overall. I think he's probably in the best spot of centers. You know, we always want to target Portland Bigs. So I think going with a, a Conley-Gobert combination is my two favorite plays from this game, and that's the only two I'll probably play. You know, maybe if I'm stuck at shooting guard and I have some extra money, a Donovan Mitchell type, but I think Gobert and Conley are the two best plays from this game. Yep, I'm with you on that. Um, 
Let me take a look at Mr. Joe Ingles, by the way. His price is down to 4400 Yeah, but he's been putting up duds after duds after duds. Oh, but he's still getting like 30 minutes going against Portland. Uh, maybe a punt in a big GPP, but I don't know. His ceiling seems kind of limited now with uh, the, the time that they're giving him. So let's try and – so we can all get on the same page here. I know we just went over eight games. Jay, you want to try and throw together uh, a quick FanDuel lineup? We'll just leave a position open or something, see what we can come up with. Let's do it. All right. All right. I'll let you start then, Mr. Uh, Mizrahi. Any position you want. Let's let's go with a Booker-Harden shooting guard game stack combo. Okay. Yeah, that's playing off. Westy being out. uh, Yeah, I'm assuming. Let's let's assume for for this lineup, Westbrook is out. All right. Uh, yeah, then you have to play Harden, and if it's close, you kind of have to pay, play uh, Booker too. I mean, he's got they both they're the best two shooting guards to target for uh, offensive purposes in the NBA, Harden and Booker. So I love that, and, and I'm also going to play Aiton. I can't get away from Aiton. Same thing goes for a close game there. He's going against PJ Tucker at center. Uh, I have to play DeAndre Aiton. So. Jay, you're, you like some uh, cheap point guards. I'm trying to remember who they were. I'm scrolling through. Who do you like over there? Rubio and Kendrick Nunn. They're the two cheap guys. Definitely none. Do you want to maybe do Ish instead of Rubio since we have two sons already? Or you want Ish Rubio? instead of Rubio. Uh, let's see. I'm also slotting in Eric Gordon, uh, assuming that Westbrook is out. So, do I want to play Ish? You can play Ish or Conley. Um, I just think, I don't mind, listen, man, I don't mind playing Rubio. 5,300, I think he's, I'll take the risk there. I'll stay with three um Phoenix guys, but I can also come off of Aiton. I know you love him, but mm. I'd rather come off Aiton at 8,800 than Rubio at 5,300 because I think Rubio has a shot to go ahead and put up 35, 40 in a good game. In Aiton's best game right now, he probably puts up like 55, and that's that's great, but I think Rubio has more upside in this spot. I don't, we can play them both, though, too. Yeah, we got to play them both, bro. He's going against P.J. Tucker at center. We got to play DeAndre Ayton. We, I All mean, right, so lock Rubio, lock Booker, lock Ayton, lock Gordon, lock Harden, and Kendrick Nunn's already in there. So we need some power forwards here. Yeah, so in a perfect world, if I, if I put Porzingis in there, Who's expensive now? Then you only have thirty. Can't go for Zingas. He's yeah, I know. So you only have ten k. I'd rather go Collins or Bam with similar, you know, upside. Yep, that's what I was getting to. Uh, so yeah, poor Zingas is only going to leave you thirty five hundred at the other positions. So you got to look to pay down. And Jay's right on the money. If you put Bam in there, who's in another smash spot, it'll give you forty three at each position. So. That's a little more to work with. Is there any other power forwards we like down there towards the bottom? We talked about Nerland's Noel, but he's also kind of hit or miss. You liked Ryu Hikamera. Listen, Ryu is starting versus Dallas, who really has nobody to cover him either. 
Not a bad spot here. Um, hmm. Yeah, so look, you can go. We can't fill out the whole thing, but those are the guys we like. We like Bam. We like Collins. We like Porzingis. We talked about those punk guys with Rio and Nerlens Noel. And then you're going to have a little bit of money to play with over at uh, over at your uh, last forward position. So, and you gotta you gotta remember that with Boston here, one of these guys is going to be out with three or four Q tags yeah. rolling around. One of these guys is going to go out. So you're going to you're going to end up playing a Gordon Hayward or Jalen Brown. Or if one of those guys are out and Tatum is the only healthy Boston guy, he's gonna he's gonna go up big time, you know. Versus Atlanta, like I hope one of them is out because I'm just gonna lock probably two or maybe even three of these Boston guys because Atlanta is the best match, one of the best matchups on the board. So you gotta pay attention to that. That's why you gotta be in our Discord chat. You gotta follow along with our projection models that keep getting updated throughout the day. So you know. Check back with us on Boston because one of these guys or two of these guys are going to be out, and that's going to change the entire slate in in a, a flip of a minute. You know? Yeah, totally agree. The games we're targeting here is the Dallas Washington game, the Atlanta Boston game, the Houston Phoenix game, and then with all the value in the Miami Sacramento game. I think those are our main four. I think you could basically just mash all those games together and, and come up with a pretty solid lineup. So. That's it for us today. That's the Friday slate. We hope everybody keeps cashing. We've had some subs hit for some major money this week. I mean, guys putting in $25 turned into $4,000, $5,000. It's been crazy. Come talk to us over in our Discord chat. Like Jay said, sign up for our gold membership, and we will answer all your questions up until about five minutes from lock because that's when all the crazy news is dropping and we're getting 100 questions. we got to change our lineups too. So get us the questions early. And we will answer them all. Jay, you have anything to sign off with, man? Yeah, good luck to P.J. Tucker trying to guard Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, and JaVel McGee. I feel bad for you, buddy. Uh, it's about to start, yeah. Or is it going on right now? It's going on right now. I, I've seen the highlights you know, on my phone, kind of. And Anthony Davis is trying to get covered by him, and it's not really working out. <laughs> so. uh, I'm just seeing all your uh, all your texts, man. Sorry if there's a lot of clicking in the video. We are still working it out. But, hey, I'm doing research. You can hear me tapping on my computer. That's what I'm doing research for you guys. But we'll work on that, too. But that's it, guys. We'll talk to you on the uh, Saturday podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You good? I'm turning it off now. <laughs>